Just before we get into today's episode, I want to cast your ears over here to this promo for a few minutes and explain why you might be missing out if you're not using Adobe Express. You've heard of Adobe, right? The chaps that brought you Illustrator, InDesign, and who hasn't been asked, has this been photoshopped? Adobe is a household name. But have you heard of Adobe Express? I hadn't until the back end of last year, and then, well, I did. Now, I'm not saying that in a few years' time, people will be asking you, where were you when you discovered Adobe Express? But they may ask why you didn't start using it sooner. Using Adobe Express allows endless opportunities to scale up your creatives and improve your efficiency and productivity, as well as anything I've seen or used. Creating and editing all your creative output with more customizable templates than a Rubik's Cube has variations. Well, all right, maybe not 43 quadrillion, but you get the idea. And that is just your basics. Real-time collaboration speeds up changes, amends, and creativity sessions with a brand library that holds all your brand assets in one place, making the continuity for designs a breeze. If you don't want to miss out on any of this, use one of the links in the show notes that will take you to a free trial of Adobe Express. Or why not supersize it and trial the complete Adobe Creative Cloud package, which includes Adobe Express, as you'd imagine. Oh yeah, bonus point. If you're already a Creative Cloud user, Adobe Express is right there waiting for you. Now let's do it. But then actually when you stop and think about it, talking about the budget and stuff before, you can spend, you know, when you get to these sort of big events, you've got these huge palatial stands, 150 mm. grand, stupid money. But then there's me wandering past in an inflatable dinosaur outfit. Welcome to Construction Disrupted, the ultimate podcast for the construction industry, exploring the limitless possibilities at the dynamic intersection of construction and technology. Wow, that's a mouthful. Delve into the latest topics, news, events, expert insights, and marketing that are shaping the industry right now and in the future. We'll hopefully sprinkle a little bit of humor in there for you as well. I'm your guy, Peter Sumpton, and I run a marketing consultancy focusing on those that build, create, and educate. If you're ready to embrace disruption and unlock the potential of the construction industry. Keep on listening and be part of the conversation that's reshaping the future of construction. If you're not, uh, I really wouldn't bother. It's, it's probably not gonna be that interesting for you. Whether you're a construction technology professional or just part of the construction industry in general, this podcast is your go-to resource for staying informed, inspired, and of course, connected. Speaking of connected, the best way you can help to support this podcast is by sharing it far and wide and leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. Right then, let's go and build different and get disruptive. When you've been involved in the marketing industry as long as I have, there are a number of topics that crop up over and over again. Lack of resources limiting what we can do difficulty targeting decision makers, and the most common topic 
what to do on a limited budget. I believe regardless of the budget, you can still make your marketing work for you, as long as you're realistic with your expectations. Entering the market on a small budget and expecting to achieve the reach of a tech giant will only lead to disappointment. But this doesn't mean you can't achieve goals that are realistic to your size and scale. You just need to work that little bit harder at the start to understand your market, the most efficient channels, and of course, be creative. One company within construction that does this particularly well, and you could say has been bootstrapping their marketing since they started, is SimTerra. I've mentioned them before on the podcast because they're actually one of my faves when discussing construction within the technology industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. I'm also a fan of how they go about their marketing. Everyone seems to get stuck in. It's fun, engaging, doesn't take itself too seriously, always has a CTA, call to action, and is so typically them. From dinosaurs at events to using chat GPT to create fictional rage on a construction site. Their marketing is simple, but is it effective? The only way to find this out is to look internally. And who better to talk us through this and what Simterra are doing currently is Garrett Chamberlain, operations manager who was behind one post that generated 8.9 views and half a million likes on YouTube Shorts. But this kind of virality doesn't equal success. Or does it? Since launching in March 2021, Sintera has built a client portfolio that includes £5 billion worth of construction and infrastructure projects, from Thames Water to Transport for London, and closed its £1.7 million seed investment round in 2022. Garrett's background is unique, transitioning from traffic marshal to entrepreneur, swapping construction sites for websites. And I promise I did not write this. Throughout this journey, Garrett has gained hands-on experience, honing his skills in health, safety, quality, and environmental management. But instead of taking a cushy little number in that field, he decided to make a move and join Simterra as a founding team member and operations manager, bringing his expertise and unique perspective to the tech industry. Garrett, welcome. And did I miss anything from that intro? No, 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 no. That was that was uh, very flat and very strange to, to to sort of hear it as a as a uh, you know uh, yeah. I've I've often heard people on 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 your um, on this show and say yeah. about how strange it is to to sort of hear. <laughs> Spoke about when he's sitting right here, but yeah, terribly flattering. But no, that's uh, I think that's it. It's uh, it's very good. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me along. It was uh, that was very nice. Great way to start. So yeah, 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 absolutely, no problem. So I'm just going to get straight into it. Um, bit of a, a humbling question, really, to start. But how does um, a health and safety advisor, if you like, find his way into, in my opinion? One of the most exciting tech startups in construction at the moment. Oh, brilliant! Well, it's a it's a it's a, it's a funny old one. I I, um, I started uh, years ago 
um funny we were talking off air about how um you know like construction runs in the family type thing mm. and for me it wasn't it wasn't that way my old man was a uh, he used to work on uh, on the film sets making uh, animatronics and puppets and stuff for um uh, for like big films for like um uh, labyrinth and bits and pieces like that and he oh, nice. He left that and became a cab driver. And my mum, she was working up uptown for um, a lawyer's firm for PwC. So we had no sort of like direct link into mm. into into the industry. And what happened was, is um, I, I left school um, and went to be a chef because my uh, I got inspiration from from my nan and, and and a few other people. And I thought oh, I could do the chefing for a while. So I got managed to get an apprenticeship um as being a chef and uh yeah that was grand and then i just I, I i really wanted to work on site because around that time um the the olympics had just been announced they just mm. just said that you know um we're gonna build this huge project the olympics coming to london and it was in my backyard so because i i grew up in east Ham. And um, obviously, Newham was part of the part of the boroughs that were obviously going to be uh, uh, built mm. on. So um, we thought, oh, it's great. This is perfect time. We'll, we'll get a start on, on on site and you know go and do that. Um, and it, it was really hard, really hard for me to get the foot in the door because I didn't I didn't know anybody, I didn't have anybody to sort of say, oh, can you get us a start? Can you get us this? And it was my mum actually who she reached out to um, our local MP. Funnily enough. And he was he was great. He was he managed to introduce us to uh, to uh, a guy. And um, yeah, I went one day from chopping onions in a kitchen to my first sort of start as a I remember one of the first jobs I had was a traffic marshal for for um, for McGee's. That was a that was a that was a mad old transition transition. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was really interesting. I think McGee's was a great place to start because they they were working on. I didn't go straight to the Olympics. I went um, with McGee's, and they had a they were doing knocking down uh, buildings for the Crossrail. And um, I remember one of the jobs I was on was uh, for Tottenham Court Road, and my brother was working. We managed to get my brother a job as well, and the two of us running around this uh uh the old buildings in in uh, in Tottenham Court Road and pulling them down it was absolutely fantastic it was just I, I loved it I absolutely loved working on site I really really did and um I suppose my big sort of break came when uh I was introduced to a guy called Tom Story and Tom Story was uh was part of he was working on for Lenleys at the time um on the uh Athletes Village and I managed to get an introduction on there and then um, was put onto another apprenticeship because, uh, um, yeah, I was, I was put on as a, a as, as a as a form work apprentice, and um, which was funny because my I'm not I'm not fantastic with my hands, so to speak, and that sounds really really strange to say, but um, but I remember um, one of the one of the first starts I got was um, my foreman was a guy called Pat Heston, and. I was sort of like blagging it as a as a chippy. Yeah, we've got to do this, do that. And he come up to me and he said, "Look, put put that down, put that down. You're going to do yourself more harm than good there." And so he pointed me off. He said, "Go, just go get away. Go and sit in the stores." <laughs> and um, and uh, that was great. That was actually the making of us there, really, because 
um, that was on on the Olympics, and um, I was in the stores with a, a guy called Mick Mick McGinty, and we uh, just just learned everything from him, learned everything. Really, just loved it on that job. Absolutely loved it. I mean, you think the the Olympics when it was in full swing, there was. Mm hundreds of cranes you could just mm. walk up and i remember every day you get to the edge of site and there's just hundreds and thousands of people going and and that sense where everybody's just just mucking in getting stuck in cranes everywhere just the, the logistics the everything i was just this is amazing i absolutely loved it there i really really did managed to um uh managed to get the, an award for the apprenticeship apprentice of the project um, cool. which was really cool really cool yeah and um and then managed to get on with uh my first company which was terrain so they took me on the books um and yeah just absolutely loved it um started moving into more logistics um and sort of like assistant site manager type roles um and uh and then that's where i sort of got my first keen interest in in health and safety because I, I remember um you know the health and safety advisors they, they especially on the olympics they come to the, they come to the job and, and everybody's so scared of them so scared of them like, oh no he's this and that mm-hmm. and, and, and i always got on really well with the uh, um, health and safety advisors because that was i had a keen interest in it i, I really mm-hmm. i really did enjoy the uh, health and safety side of it um as, as weird as it sounds you know a lot of people they sort of they, they bulk against that and mm. ever since then if i introduce introduce myself as a health and safety advisor you always get one comment like oh no not you lot. Oh, no. yeah yeah you know what i mean and um yeah and uh yeah so that was that was that was that was really good so i worked for them for for a while we did some fantastic jobs working on um uh we worked on a massive job up in after we finished the olympics we went to cambridge done a really interesting one for um for cambridge university this i'll never forget the the we poured this slab it was one of the biggest pours in the country at the time and the bottom mat and the top mat the chairs were as tall as a uh, they were taller than me you could walk through the middle of the slab it was unbelievable Mm -hmm really really interesting and and just just fell in love with it with a with with the team and everything and i and i and i really sort of because with with formwork groundworks and concrete frames you have to there's no sort if especially if you're pouring concrete there's no just like all right let's just stop this now and catch up with it tomorrow once you start pouring you have to keep going and that sense of teamwork and and you know everybody i absolutely loved it really really did and i've there's people say you've got to be absolutely mad to work on on site and jobs like that i suppose i was a little bit mad but um but I, it was just 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 absolutely really relished it um and as i say was uh was with them for quite a while and then moved to uh moved to another company uh called anderson anderson construction got a huge amount of time for them um that they really were really instrumental for my career because when I joined uh, Anderson, um, you know, they, they really took the time uh, uh, to teach us. And actually, it was them where I got my first break into health and safety. Um, they actually trained me up to be a health and safety advisor. Um, yeah. Massively, uh, um, you know, a huge, huge sort of respect for them. 
and then uh, worked for worked for a good number of years, um, sort of cutting my teeth in health and safety. Um, and uh, in 2020, the obviously the COVID hit, and um, and I was uh, I was let go, um, which was which was which was gutting at the time. But actually, it was uh, it turns out it sort of led me on the path to Sintera. Yeah. Um, you know, because I I I, I left left Anderson, didn't know what to do, and then started doing doing my own sort of stuff, working for myself, thought I'd try that, you know, and then managed to fall into a job just up the road called Barking Riverside, massive project. And funny enough, um there was a chap on there um who was my who was my line manager, uh, mm. a guy called David, and we'd worked together years ago um or, or, or on a job or he was the health and safety advisor on a job. And um, we got on really, really well. So it was great. You know, they say that construction is a, is a small world, you know, and that that's definitely my experience because it, you, you do see the same sort of faces. And yeah. you know, as well, it's always really important to, to make a good impression on people. And if you ever leave anywhere, never slam the door, you know, <laughs> and be as helpful as you can. And, you know, that's that sort of hit me in good stead, really. And, and when I got to um barking riverside that's where i first came across sintera they mm-hmm. were using this and i never had any sort of experience with with any sort of tech construction tech i think the closest i ever came was a um was a site i don't know if you know a site yeah a, 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 a mammoth document management type thing and that's all i'd all i'd ever seen and mm. obviously the uh like clocking in stuff on site but i never really paid much attention yeah. to sort of uh to construction tech and um that's where i, I met uh sarah who's uh obviously rmd and um yeah as and as you said in your intro i was uh sarah put 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 a uh put an offer on the table or, or approached us to join Sintera and uh, massively intrigued massively intrigued you know because it's mm. what i saw with with Sintera is is that you know it's uh i don't want to say anything like a bit cheesy like oh it's the future or anything like that but it was just i remember getting the offer um or uh, coming to sit with a have a chat with john and sarah and it was it was that crossroad moment where i could i could carry on as i am at brl great job great people really Mm. absolutely loved it at, at barking riverside and um sort of have that job for for you know for many years to come or try something new mm. and, um, i'm a big believer in the you've got to take the chances while you can because you never know yeah. you know you, you you might go a few years down the line and and you know and, and regret it yeah, yeah. absolutely regret it so i did it was uh it was a it was a big jump another big jump um really because uh you know we, we've been on site for for so long and um sort of in that way if that mindset of swearing you know in the office or <laughs> you know what i mean and just that sort of rowdy atmosphere and and then my, my sort of first day at, at sintera i'm there there's a dog in the office there's a nice restaurant downstairs i thought what is going on here you know what what is going on here and yeah. I, felt, I felt like a, a bit like a fish out of water to be honest with mm. you 
you know, and uh, and I think in time, and I, I've played, been a little bit plagued with this for a lot, lot of my career, that like imposter syndrome, like I, I, I shouldn't be here. What, what? Is, and I did think for the first couple of months, I did think they're having me on, you know. Sarah and John are just going to go, uh, do you know what, Garrett? Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> Get your stuff. Get back there. You don't belong here, mate. And it was... Yeah. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting, really, really interesting. Just to sit with my own thoughts and feelings about it was, uh, was, was very interesting because, uh, I bet. you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a wild ride, but, um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love it here at Sintera. It's, um, brilliant. I, I wouldn't change it for the world. That, that's cool. So that's like really, really interesting. I think people listening, it's, it, it's so, I don't want to say the word impressive because I don't think that's that's hundred percent correct. But it's just it 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 just shows like within construction how, like you say, you, you take the chances or, or or you see where you want to go or you see an opportunity and it's like understanding it and going for it. It's so diverse and and there's so many different options available that it's it, it's like you don't know where or potentially you don't know where it's going to end up. So you know, fair play for doing all the steps you know you've you've done to I'm not even going to say get where you are today because it seems like you've loved every single part of it so it's not like you know it's been a chore and it's arduous no you know oh it's terrible this and then I moved there and it didn't quite fit and so it just seems like that natural progression and then a big leap and like you are at Simtera now which is which is great um the, the one thing before we move on just in a nutshell in like two or three sentences if you just explain what Simterra does because then I think that'll fill in some blanks yeah. for uh some people with with uh some topics we've got coming yeah up. of course of course yeah so Simterra uh we are a uh, communication platform built for teams in the ground and the idea of Simterra is is that it's uh it's simple tech for teams to use um and it's a great way of uh record keeping um and uh it's it's just a really easy bit of tech and and i say it's simple as you can see my strap line well you can't hear it at home but mm-hmm. snap tap and go the idea is is that it's it, it's simple tech for for teams to use to evidence their works whilst out on site um to uh to fill in paperwork and just uh um, yeah, it's just a, a simple tech, a yeah. simple tech that I think, I think that's, that's the crux of it for me because, um, as I, um, you know, meeting on board teams all the time, mm. um, it's, it's that it's the speed and simplicity of Simterra that makes it so appealing for everybody. Okay. So it's, um, yeah, digitizing your paperwork. Fantastic. So before we get on to, to, to the marketing, which I, I want to get into quite quickly, I just want to, to, to understand um, the, almost the sell, right? So if you look at the entire construction industry, which I've, I've tried to map out on various occasions, um, I, I calculated there's about 20 different stakeholder categories that can be required on one single project from conception um, to actually building it and, and, and beyond. And that doesn't include like subcategories like engineers, regulatory bodies, compliance, subcontractors, health and safety. Like the lists are practically endless on the site, as, as you'll know, and you'll testify particularly with the, um, with the Olympics. Um, but 
with one, if there's one change in that supply chain, if somebody changes how they do something or what they do, it can have a huge ripple effect right through uh, the the entire industry, the entire project, or the people that are, are involved in that. And with technology, that can be particularly tricky because not everybody's up to speed, and some people are using different systems and, and loads of different things like that. So, how do you? Because you were talking about onboarding just then, but how do you convince those prior to that, above, below, and right across the supply chain that like this particular solution will will fit in and you know, it, it'll be less hassle than than what they've currently got going on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like you say, c- construction is is a is a funny funny place because I think that each each industry or each each sector, well, even you know, w- within the whole of the industry, they all have their own particular way of working or their mm. own particular um, definitions of things, which I always think is is is, is quite the, the 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 funniest thing, you know. But they all have their own set way. Um, and, and that can obviously, when you're, when you're on sort of large projects and large jobs and stuff, that can obviously be quite haphazard and it's usually just dictated by the top of the tree. So if you're, if the the main contractor says we're all doing this, then everybody falls in line and even sometimes to their own detriment, you know, they'll, they'll fall in line, they'll jump in, they'll get these big subscriptions and they'll try to, um, you know, adhere to the to the um uh to the requirements of mm-hmm. of uh, of you know whoever's at the top of the top of the dream but it's it's funny because you know what we believe massively at Sintera is that whatever way that you record or whatever way that you're 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 capturing your work or evidencing your work it shouldn't be ring fenced uh, and on and, a particular way. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, there, there's some software out there that, you know, if you, if you take a record or something, like I've done X, Y, and Z, um, it's, it's almost unreadable or just sort of uh, stuck on that one platform. But, but what we believe is that, you know, we're a big advocate of, of, of sharing, sharing information, mm. um, you know, playing well with others, having having a system where you know you know you can get everybody on the same page and and sometimes especially when you're having new conversations with 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 companies you you obviously the first barrier is is that everybody like i do this my set way it's this way yeah. it's that way it's that way so trying to get them to think about oh possibly doing it like this you know and you sit down with them and before you even get to the table They've not really looked at your software. They've decided that it has to do this in this way, which can be a massive barrier because, you know, one of the other things that, that I've run into quite a few times is that, um, you know, people have their, their, their own set assumptions for uh, um, the, uh, uh, the software and then they won't move from it. So what mm. we have to do is we have to find that, that one piece, their one um, uh, common problem you know, and then start from there. So if it's uh, a particular piece of paperwork that the lads are not filling in, then we just turn that form into uh, a, a, an easy uh, a, an easy form. The lads can uh, fill it out on their phone and then you win them over because they see yeah. that, oh, actually, this is quite easy. And then you start to build up, you build up trust and you say, oh, we can do this, we can do that. But it's that 
the common thing is 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 really just is making it nice and easy. And I think once you once you get them with that and show them how easy it is, um, it, you are on to winning because people are generally quite skeptical of tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that is is because they've been burned by um, they've been burned in the past, and I've seen it many a time. You know, yeah. the, you'll have a really slick salesman um, who come in and say you know you've got to have this you've got to have that and then they lock companies in for a contract that's three to five years you know and then they actually get to site and try using it and they've just got this moody um tablet and and it just doesn't it doesn't work and it doesn't serve them you know so then when 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 we come to the table we come into the conversation everybody's backs a little bit up because of these bad experiences they've had in the past yeah and i think our niche is that you know obviously we have myself John, Sarah, all come from the industry, so we can speak in their language, so to speak. Obviously, John and John and Sarah are much more articulate than me. Not doing myself a disservice or anything, but they've worked on these these mega projects, worked for big companies like that. And then I take the the normal people, <laughs> the rest, you know. But but on on just you know, and and that's that's one of my key roles is to is to talk to the team, speak to the team, show them that it's it's not. It's not difficult. It's nothing to be scared of, you know. And if we can, if you can win people on board like that, then, you know, it's we're it's much of the better. And I think it's just it's trying to show people there is a different way because construction, particularly, they've they've done things in this set way for so long that sometimes it is difficult to 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 get your foot in the door. But once you do, and they you know they they show you can show them the benefit of 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 a, yeah. of a new way of working. And it's absolutely fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine, um, and and I can I can understand that kind of two step approach. And you know, so some of the things you've said there, multiple guests have, have have said in terms of showing someone the software how easy it is to use, and oh, I get it now. I understand that, and and being that you know we always hear that construction's very traditional although i think mm. that is that is that is changing but it needs to change on the ground as much as it does in offices or or, or high high above um and and that's no disrespect to anybody that works on on a site um in fact it's it's you know advocating their skills and abilities and specialisms and the fact they just want to get on with the job you know and they don't want this technology messing up what they're doing yeah um, and, and until they find out that it, it makes their lives a, a lot easier um so i i get that and and the fact that you've got this tandem thing you know you got um Sarah and, and, and John, who, who are like talking to the people that are, like implement it, and that then you're talking to like how you onboard and actually utilize it, which is, which is really cool. Before we get to that, um, I'd, I'd like to step into into marketing, um, and and more the marketing communications and and your output. So. In 2021, um, a CMO survey reported that B two B companies that um, trying to sell a service, they spend around 15% of their revenue on marketing. But if you look at this for it, from an industry perspective, mining in, and construction in that industry, they spend 3% of revenue. Mm. So we're all already behind. And you're probably thinking 3%. I'd love 3%. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I truly believe that you don't necessarily need a huge budget to 
have successful communications and, and, and build that brand awareness in an industry, it helps. It can happen quicker. Um, but if you do the right things at the right time in the right places to the right people, you'll have a huge impact. So take that 3%, and I imagine for a startup, particularly a tech startup, particularly in construction, that 3%, is you might not even be close to, to 3%. So what I'm trying to get at is that you're practically bootstrapping your marketing. But what's your approach to it? Because before you answer that, I feel that, um, and this sounds like I'm blowing smoke here, but I'm not, but I feel that your um, approach is is unique. It's true to your brand. Um, it's always on point. It always does what it needs to, and it sticks out like a sore thumb because it is different. Mm. So how do you get to that? Take, take me to like where it starts right through to it's out there and what do you do once it's out there? Yeah, sure. I, I, thanks for your kind words. I think it's, uh, it, it, I think it, those figures, they're, they're really no surprise, obviously, to, to me. And I, and, I, and I think even before I landed in this world, they wouldn't have been a surprise either because mm. it's, it's a very much an industry that is word of mouth. You know, word of mouth is a massive thing. And I think when I first joined Sintera, um, you know, I, I had no idea that I would be sort of have such a, 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 a big or input towards the towards the marketing. And I think that my our first sort of dip into that was when we went to um, uh, we went to our first event and there was an idea to or just a bit said there's a bit of a joke in the office like, oh, oh wouldn't it be great if we dressed up as a dinosaur in a, a, a di inflatable dinosaur outfit? And I thought, that's mad, that is, completely <laughs> mad. But then actually when you stop and think about it, talking about the budget and stuff before, you can spend, you know, when you get to these sort of big events, you've got these huge palatial stands, 150 mm. grand, stupid money. But then there's me wandering past <laughs> in an inflatable dinosaur outfit. Now, they're not going to remember the big palatial stands, but they'll remember me. Mm -hmm. walking up to that that george fella off of the uh, amazing spaces show saying it can i have a photo yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so i remember stuff like that and i think it's that ethos that cheeky ethos that we sort of try to try to play on and you know it's that it's that bold we we, we try to be bold but not we i think we have a line we we, mm -hmm. we have a line and i think one of the things that we agreed early on was our was our tone of voice um and our, our our sort of style and it did you know for for the likes of me and sarah you know who haven't come from a a, a, a that that's a marketing background or a marketing mm. world we had to take um some we've had some great advice we've had some really really fantastic advice and we've had some you know some some really um yeah fantastic guidance really and i think that for for us, it took us a little while to sort of nail that tone of voice. But I think mm. one of the things was our was we, we was it, is our strong point is that we don't have layers of people above us to say, oh, I, I want to do this. I want to uh, I want to put up a, a silly picture of Garrett in in a dinosaur costume. I don't mm -hmm. have to go to you know like 
DND and get that signed off and you know because I know that other places do especially in construction they're very mm. they're very conscious of um not saying the wrong thing I remember this years ago we had uh when I worked for Anderson we had a we used to have our own company magazine and one of the uh photographers was just sent to a job to take loads of really interesting shots now interesting shots for a photographer um they're not going to notice the the potential pitfalls of um you know somebody not wearing a hard hat in the background yeah. or barriers not being around or the place looking a bit untidy they won't spot things like that so there was an obsession to sort of um you know not put a foot wrong that way and I think that if we, to taking it back to us, if we can be slightly cheeky, make it funny, in tongue in cheek, but get people to stop and and uh, and to read it, that that's really what we're about. We are hearing lots of really positive stuff about our marketing, really really nice stuff. We're hearing we're hearing from um, people say, "Oh, I, I love that post you did," or mm-hmm. you know, "It's great great to see the dinosaur," or. You know, I think the best one we had, a, there was a, a, a fintech event and um, there's two lads walking around as dinosaurs. So they'd obviously seen us do it at another <laughs> event, but I'll have some of that as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I remember even, even at one of the big events, we had me dressed up as a, as a dinosaur and some people take to it really, really well. And in one one place we, we went to, they didn't like it at all. Well, <laughs> they they kicked me out. They were very close to like just ejecting me completely from from the place. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I suppose the moral in that is you have to have to know your your limits really. Um, but yeah, in terms of uh, uh, our positioning and um, our marketing, we we've obviously. I mean, this is. I mean, I, it's like me teaching people how to suck eggs. I mean, I look at the likes of yourself and, you know, other people, uh, you know, big players in, in, in this industry, you know, it's, it's, it's bread and butter for you guys. You know, you have that sort of hero piece that you point towards. Um, but you know, and, and there's a sort of good structure around that. But for me, what I think works the best is making people smile, making people laugh. Um, I think that's that's always the sort of head turner, um, and that's the and I always think that if I chuckle at it, then mm. turn, I think other people will chuckle at it. But um, but you have to be really careful and stuff like that because yeah, you know what I think is funny is yeah. not always very funny. Do you know what I mean? So you have to run it past each other. So me, me and Sarah, we work very closely, and and with the other team um, to to sort of like, well, will this work? Won't that work? Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I always used to think marketing was a bit of a dark art, in that you know it's. Um, um, it was a bit scary at first. It was. Mm. It was, was was very scary. Um, but as I say, it was some really good advice um, and some some fantastic encouragement. Um, you know, and I think that if um, I think we, we are moving on rather rather nicely, I'd say, um, and uh, yeah. I yeah, I, I mean, you, you summarized it very well, you know, and it's all about that. For me personally, that that foundational marketing marketing knowledge, and then mm. building on 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 top of that. And what you seem to do is is hit the right tones. When I say um, foundational marketing knowledge, from your perspective, I'm talking about you know, you're talking about what's what's the the, the tone of voice and and things like that that you want to come across and. 
just just simple little things like that can make a huge difference because not many people get to that stage or they they create a tone of voice and and it's it sits in a cupboard somewhere yeah and and then they go off and they do all these things that are hugely professional and yeah come and see us at this exhibition stand and we're very yeah. professional and get your free diary here and yeah. all that kind of stuff and um it's you know it, it's refreshing to it's refreshing to see you in a dinosaur suit uh, <laughs> but the, the, when you're when you're talking about uh people copying you which is a, a huge compliment in itself you've got to think that like, like well what's the connection there because i remember the first time i saw you in the dinosaur suit and i'm like oh god what's this all about and then speaking <laughs> to sarah on the stand and saying what's what's the dinosaur thing and she's saying well you know a lot of things are outdated and a prehistoric that we use. And I'm like, ah, oh, I get it. I love it. <laughs> and, you know, it's the, those links which probably other people don't even think about or, or, mm. or notice. But because they're linked and because you're so close to the brand voice, it, it works for you. And mm. um, where where do the um, where do the ideas come from? Is it topical? Is it just as a thought experience? What, what where do, where do you get your ideas? Yeah, there's a there's a few places really. I mean, I um, what I, I know what I don't want, and we, especially myself and Sarah, we know what we don't want. We don't want that like super polished. Mm. And I mean, there is a place for those in, in some in some organisations. You know, I, especially my old put my old hat on. You know, if I was to be a health and health and safety advisor, if I were just to be selling. Uh, to that brand the health and safety brand the jovial sort of having a bit of a laugh doesn't it doesn't really fit do you know do you know yeah. what i mean but yeah but with it but with Sintero it does and i and i think knowing like um a lot, i see a lot of i see a lot of sites where they are selling construction or selling to construction people the best one i saw or i say the best is in the worst thing it was it was it was a, they had a, a shot of these lads pulling pouring a column right there was not one bit of it was clearly done in another country which doesn't have the same health and safety <laughs> standards i had all these ropes and stuff everywhere and i just thought there's no way there's no way that you can seriously put up that up there and think that that's okay mm. you know what i mean because you, you have to because i think construction people are, are they they're very savvy you know, and if you do, if you do put up a, a shot of, of two, two people that are clearly just actors, you know, pointing yeah. at a, a drawing, going, oh, like this, doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. That's not, that's not real life, you know. Yeah. You don't walk around the office or, or a job with a huge A1 bit of paper looking up at each other. And it's just, it's not, it's not the real world. Yeah, and I think it's that it's that that you know it wouldn't have sold to me. It definitely wouldn't have sold to John and Sarah. So I think, well, mm. if, if that doesn't work for us, and I, I actually think with stuff like that, it, it seems so obvious to me, you know, that those that those that's those super polished sort of um, mm -hmm. you know shutterstock image almost, you know, like Getty images or whatever it is. Other images are available. Other <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said um, that. <laughs> so, um, but but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I just think with that, just going back to your question, we do we do have some ideas. We have a bit of an idea boards, 
some of them some of them work quite well <laughs> some, of them, some of them have never seen the light of day so at christmas we were we were we were toying with the idea of doing the 12 memes of christmas right. we never saw the light of day because i think we 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 ran with it a bit too much and then we realized oh we're just wasting lots of time here <laughs> not as funny as we think it is yeah um, yeah and there has to be that point where you think oh, no, actually this isn't going to work this is not going to work um but yeah we 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 as i say we we have a list we have a sort of like a stock of of stuff that we um that we want to point towards obviously we we like to keep it i think if something pops up in the news um and it fits to what's going on with us um so the recent um whatsapp um news like over the last six months or so whatsapp has been in the news and we like to see ourselves as well we are we're, we're like a professional version of whatsapp mm. so that angle of of pushing on and saying look you know if using whatsapp at work is 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 not the thing to do and mm -hmm. explain to them why that those sort of stuff have got are absolutely gold to us but i think it's having the balance of um something quite funny that catches your eye something really relatable but also mm -hmm. the biggest thing for me and I think the biggest winner and also the one that I like doing the most is the is the stories is the case studies you know I think those and those to me are I think from my understanding that's what people want to see you know they want to hear how other people are using Sintera they want to see how other people are using Sintera so getting going to visit sites getting people talking and explaining how they're using a the product that's absolutely gold and, mm. and again to go back to what you're saying before you can't you know you can't pay an actor to go yeah i really love Sintera because it's just not going to work you need you need normal people saying this you yeah. need to hear it from people's mouths and um so yeah i mean but there's been a lot of a uh, lot of mistakes made along the way i mean if you look at our our TikTok. I was obsessed with cracking TikTok. I wanted to make a, a, a viral video, and um, you know, I did one about like National Sandwich Day or something like that. And it was just, I think, because we, we are we're, we're new, we can sort of try lots of things Absolutely, without yeah. without the worry of of of, um, of it going wrong or without the worry of um, you know getting told off. Really, yeah, you know? yeah. And and it's that you know, I think we we like to throw lots of things out see what sticks and then sort of go go you know go go with that i think one thing that that screams you've got it bang right is, is the fact that you said previously that like you're linking the product essentially or the service to to, to your marketing and vice versa mm. in that you want it to be accessible you want it to be simple to use you want people to just pick it up and use it because it is that simple mm. um and and that's what you've done with your marketing by way of i'm not saying it's simple but what i'm saying is that you you just keep it open and you keep it accessible to people and it's not polished and it doesn't look like it's cost 40 grand for a photo shoot on a site that isn't really a site etc cetera, etc cetera. you know and it, it's that it's that link between the two that i think works really well um with that with that in mind obviously using data and information trying to get that across isn't that sexy if you like you know no one was to some people nah. it is but you know yeah. it depends who you are and and no um <laughs> you know we're not we're not 
judging anybody's character here on this podcast at all. Um, if numbers are your thing, happy days. Um, but how do you how do you make the practical, the un, unglamorous look look sexy and have that that a, appeal? Yeah, good question. Good question. Yeah, well, I think that with with our product. It's it's quite right interesting because you know we are like you say we are we're sort of a practical piece of uh, tech you know we're up against massive companies who have huge bu budgets and you know massive marketing teams and and, and their products are you know like a, a spaceship type VR headset where you know you, the user puts it on and it shows them how to put two bits of pipe together or they can click around and see a drawing up on a column and mm -hmm. you know or there's other bits of tech which have like cameras on the hard hats and bits and pieces now these these are all very impressive that's nice but you're not going to find them on jobs in your backyards you know you're not going to find them on a normal construction job you're not mm -hmm. you're not going to have that you know imagine if i turn up where on the old job and say we are lads there's a there's a 40 grand helmet here it's gonna you're gonna put this on it's gonna it's gonna revolutionize you it just you get laughed out of it and i think that my point is is that there's this sort of there's tech out there and there's products out there that do they they fit for very very niche jobs i.e these mega projects where you know you 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 your hs2s and all these huge huge jobs where that sort of stuff will will fit in and i think mm. that's a very small part of the industry where those sort of products will fit in because generally what i i believe and from my own experiences is that you've got the majority of the workforce that just needs something reliable they need something easy and they need you know something simple so mm. whereas they whereas they would traditionally fill out a form on a piece of paper or have to carry loads of bits and pieces around you know um method statements this that and the other but now they have that in, in one easy place and you said you let them know that it's it's not the bells and whistles you know it, it's not that sort of that that sort of tech that that really is 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 massively disconnected from from the the normal workforce i think that's that's the that's the the magic really because yeah you know there's only so many ways that i can sort of make uh, our form builder look absolutely fantastic because <laughs> it isn't it's not a, you know like an a ai you know chat gpt sort of carry on it, it it doesn't do that what it is is it's just normal tech for normal people you know and i think that that in itself you know if you lean into you know that the the product is is nice and simple and mm -hmm. it's made for you know everybody to use i think that's the that that's the that that's that's i think that's the thing that we do do well and then you say unglamorous tech look look sexy yeah i i, I think you've hit the nail on the head there really because you know it's not um, I think Simtera is has been always been designed to be that piece of kit that anybody can pick up and use. And I think that yeah. one of our one of our um, one of our, our great success stories over the last ever since I've been here was a uh, uh, one of the uh, one of our early users was a, a chap called George, 
and when we were onboarding with uh, with the company and there was sort of early discussions about this chap George and said that you know he if he was that guy from the team if you can get George on board then everybody else will fall and I hadn't I didn't I didn't have that much dealings with him in, in terms of training it was a little bit but he took the product away and he was like you know very sort of a technophobe I think you could he would, wouldn't mind me sharing but he got involved he saw how easy it was and then through that and ever since he's been our biggest user he's yeah. he's the he's the first he's the first nice. he, he keeps hitting these goals his first person to hit a thousand smart notes all on his own then two thousand most recently he's on over four thousand he's miles away from anybody else and the point of that is is that you know it's 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 something useful it's something practical that he's just got on with and he's just mm. picked up news because you know We've, I think one of the, the the greatest things that we've had recently is the our offline mode. So, you know, you don't you don't always have to be connected to the internet to to, to complete a form. You know, I think that was a that was a that was a big big win for us really. And it's those things that you know you're not going to blow anybody away. You know, mm -hmm. it's not going to um, it's not going to change the world because it's you know it's super sexy. But what it is is it's practical, it's usable, and therefore it sticks with people. Yeah. And I think I think that that's the that's the point, and that's that's what we try and get over in our marketing is that it's, you know, we're here, and and I think one of the biggest um, things in our tone of voice is we lean into um, that, you know, you, uh, I think one of, what's the word that we use in it? Trust us. You know that that's what we like to say is that trust us we've been there you know what i mean yeah. we've got it you know we have this experience me john and sarah we've been there we've done it you know and i think that's that's the bit that a lot of people other people are missing because as i say i've gone to lots of shows and seen lots of other salesmen sales people and they've got no experience they're in the same space but they've got yeah. no experience of sight you know they've never they've never been on the site in their life they've never they've never actually worked today and you know that's not not a disservice to him but but what what they're missing is is that that link with the customer for sure you know the link with the customer and i think that's what we we try and portray is that you know we've been there we've done it and 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 that that's that's that in itself is 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 how we like to think we're winning people over nice and and, and that that's a really good way of bringing on to kind of the last last thing i want to talk about really and our minds can easily be drawn to technology and the products and the services that we're the, the advances that are happening in those areas, you know, AI, metaverse, blockchain, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's, it's, it's easy to go down that rabbit hole as well as, as just seeing those as technology and, and, and what they can do, not just tomorrow, but like today and, and, and the now. But when you actually think about technology, it's as much about the people as it is about the technology, especially within construction, as you rightly said, people still buy from people. Um, yeah. And that's more apt than than in, in most industries, I think. But for you and, and Simterra, how much is it about the people behind the technology? And how much does that influence your marketing output? Oh, massively. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, that's massively. So I think that, you know, what you said there about um uh you know about about ai I, I think that 
It's really interesting. There's, there's this common misconception at the moment that AI is going to come in and solve construction, all the construction problems with those aforementioned silly helmets and bits and pieces like that. You know, but ChatGPT can't throw up a sca scaffold. Do you know what I mean? And that's been pointed out many times. Um, it, it's funny, linking with marketing, I think that a lot of people, um, I think ChatGPT has won the marketing employee of the month um, for many companies up and down the, <laughs> up over all over the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, for for us, it is that it is that real story, and I think one of the things that that is so interesting about Sintera is that, and one of the reasons that I've I sort of uh, it, I feel quite familiar here is that it's because it's the same as working on site, because on site you work as a team, you've got this common goal that you're working towards, you all help each other. And it's very much like we, what we do at Sinceri here. We, you know, we're all there to help each other. Each of us has our own little strengths and and and, and weaknesses. Definitely, have many weaknesses, um, but we all help each other out. And and that's the that's the, the uh, that's our sort of main ethos. And I think that with with us, we we do lean on um, our uh, each of our backgrounds. And you know that heavily influences what we like to uh, to put out in terms of our marketing mm. because you know if we can capture um, the interests of 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 ourselves because we were the people that you know if you think about it us in Sintera me John and Sarah we're trying to sell to me John and Sarah because mm. we're we're trying to sell to the people that that you know, were, were, were in those positions. So I think that massively uh, uh, influences um, you know, what we're trying to put out there. We know that we're trying to sell to people who are just like ourselves. As I say, mm. me, John and Sarah, we were all three of us in the industry. So we know that if we can capture our attention, we can put ourselves in their mindset quite easily. So I think we're, we are in a good position where that, you know, we can we can uh, uh, use ourselves as practical examples yeah. and effectively sell to ourselves. And it is an industry where people buy from people. Fantastic. I think that's a great way to to, to end it there. People buy from people because it is it is technically true, except Amazon, which then yeah. <laughs> in construction. <yeah. laughs> Answer that one. Yeah, well, that's convenient. So so we'll let them we'll let them have that one. But Garrett, thank you so, so much for your time. It's been really insightful, interesting, an absolute pleasure for me to, to talk to you. Huge fan of Sintero and what you do from, from the, the tech and, and from a marketing perspective. So thank you so much for sharing your story. No worries. Thank you. Thanks for um, thanks for always being a, such a good advocate. And um, again, thank you for 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 having me on. Um, and yeah, I'm just a big fan of your work and everything you do. And uh, I've not, you know, everybody that uh, uh, that I know that knows you's got massively good things to say about you, which is really kind. And um, yeah, yeah, you're you're an absolute gent. Fair play to you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day and giving this a listen. If you want to chat further about anything you've heard on today's episode, have a topic or technology you'd like me to cover, or simply want to say, hiya, you'll find me on LinkedIn or through the emails, peter at builddifferent.marketing. Stay disruptive.